following is a presentation of Financial Crisis Recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. Hey, uh, we have the, uh, well, we have a number of events around the Twin Cities, so my understanding is if you've got anywhere to go and you're going across the city, give yourself some time. Uh, Back to the 50s weekend. Hey, man. Fast cars, burning tires, love it. Uh, I heard that the that the that the, uh, the law enforcement is uh, spending a little time right outside the fairgrounds for all those Todd Rooker types who like to have blue smoke rolling out of their uh, their uh, wheel wells when they exit the parking lot. Yeah, that's that's me. Uh, anyway, uh, good on all those guys. A lot of great stuff going on here today. We have in studio with us. Eric Thurwanger. Eric and I have uh, done the show before, and Eric has got some pretty amazing stuff. Eric is a former Marine, which, of course, any military man is or, or woman is near and dear to my heart. And he's just most recently, recently written a book uh, about sales, dynamic sales and combustion. Love it. Eric, welcome to the show. Hey, Todd. Great to be back. Thanks for having me. So, so the, the, uh, the th- oops, got up. You got the, there we go. So you can say hello again. I don't think your mic was on. Go right ahead. All right. Hey, thanks there for having go. me on, Todd. Great to be back. Very good. There we go. <laughs> got to push that little red button right in front of you there. All right. So, you know, this this book about sales is certainly something that I have a little exposure to, having having been in, in, in the financial industry my whole life and having worked with a lot of uh, financial advisors, insurance agents, mortgage brokers, real estate agents, all of those people tend to be independent, tend to be in sales, and there's an interesting thing about salespeople, and in fact, there's a lot of interesting things, and things, and those are the, some of what we're going to discuss here. So what led you to write the book in the first place? Well, when I started the company, our company, Think Great, uh, it was really focused on helping people hit their goals, and we had a lot of great feedback on goal setting, and eventually people started to have me come into their businesses, talk to their leaders. And the natural step was really, can you talk to our sales team? Can you help us with our sales goals? And I said, I can. So I started to tap into my background in sales, much like yours in the, in the financial planning realm. And I had also ran a sales team in the media side, and we had huge levels of success. And we had to revamp our, our processes and, our, and most importantly, our mindset around sales. And that's what I teach now is that sales system, something I call the sales impact system. And we're able to go in and help to enhance the mindset of the sales team, but also their processes and systems, too. So it's been an exciting journey. Very interesting. The uh, other thing that I'll, I'll bring you back to is uh, uh, there, there's a little sales that goes on in the military business, too, <laughs> yes, isn't there? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe that was my first sales there experience. There you go. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a heck of a sales job yes. there, you know? 
Hey, listen, don't worry about those bullets rip, ripping by you. <laughs> You're going to look great in the uniform. <laughs> <laughs> the girls will love you. Yeah, love the yeah, uniform. Yeah. That was actually, yeah, you know, it's interesting when you, when you bring up the recruiting <laughs> side. The uh, Every branch, the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, they've all got their recruiters, and that's their sales division, and and, and they don't make and any And it is their sales it. division. Yeah. Recruiters are their sales, uh, that's the pipeline. That's right, and right? they understand the sales process, and they don't, they don't have any problem talking about sales. They have their gatekeepers, typically moms, which are the... The toughest gatekeeper, I think, maybe in the world is Mama Bear. But I remember my first experience, and I think that really shaped the way I did presentations. Because I looked back on, I was just 17 and a half when I walked into the recruiting station, and I didn't know what branch I was going to choose. I just wanted to serve. So a friend of mine who had already enlisted in the Army said, you should really come out and talk to my recruiter. I think looking back, she was selling me too, because if I had recruited into the army, she would have got points for promotion. So she was doing a good job. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I went into a recruiting station in Pomona, California, and it was one of those big mega recruiting stations with every branch of service. And I went in and I met her army recruiter, and he actually came out. He greeted me. He showed me all of the uh, literature, the uh, benefits that I would get, the GI Bill, the VA loan, the, the the medical benefits, and he gave me these great brochures, and it was awesome. They were camouflaged. They had tanks on them, so I, my, my interest was piqued. But then she had to go talk to him about some things about going in, and I said, all right, well, I'm going to go walk around, and I met with the Air Force recruiter, and he did the exact same thing. Awesome guy, came out with the brochures, uh, but instead of tanks, he had planes. So So I met with him. And then, of course, I walked over to the Navy office, and he was a great guy, too. And he showed me the exact same things, and, of course, his had ships on them. Ships. So, <laughs> so I was pretty excited. I, here I was, 17 and a half, and I already had my college paid for, and I had uh, probably a house at some point, and uh, I was going to get some sort of cool uniform. So <laughs> there was only one office left, and uh, oddly enough, that was at the end of the hallway, and there was the Marine Corps office. So I walked down there, and I, I look in the office, and there's a Marine recruiter at his desk working. But he didn't come out to greet me. In fact, he didn't even look up. And so I just stood there. And you know, you're 17 and a half. You don't have that much confidence. And I kind of waited for him. He looked up, made eye contact with me, and went back to work. And I thought, geez, this is kind of weird. So finally, he looked up again. And he said, can I help you? <laughs> and I said, uh, yes. I said, I want to learn about becoming a Marine. He says, come in here. So he didn't come out to me. I came into him. So I was already following Posture. orders. <laughs> yeah, I was already following orders. So he stood up right when I got to his desk. And I'll never forget what he said. He looked down at all the Army and Air Force and Navy literature I was holding. And he said, you know what? We have all that stuff, too. He goes, but becoming a Marine is not about what you get. It's about who you become. And I thought, geez, I don't, I don't know who I want to become. But he hit a nerve. And then he followed it up with a question. He said, do you feel you have what it takes to be one of the best? And I said, I do. And he goes, well, then I'll talk to you. And that was it. And so, you know, my brother served in the Army. I have tons of friends in all the branches. But <clears throat> his presentation made an impact in me. And I remember it to this day. And I share that because I try and get salespeople to share the essence of of. of what they're offering, not just the products and services, but maybe the impact they can make. And so that, that really stood out to me a lot. At 17 and a half, I was sold, but I never felt like I was being sold. I was yeah. never hard closed. And, and and very possibly, the gentleman who, who delivered those lines to you uh, didn't feel like he was selling. Because I, I he, agree. You know, he was passionate about what what he was a part of. And to him, it was a natural extension. That's an important component because yeah. when people feel like they're 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 selling, 
it's disjointed conversation that comes off, you know, uh, in an uncomfortable way and makes everyone around uncomfortable. When somebody's passionate, they have the confidence to deliver the lines and, and do it with authority in a way that really makes you stand up and look at them and, and think. And well, I, there was no doubt that he was oozing passion and authority. <laughs> and so... So it had a huge impact on me. And I take that approach now, and you're absolutely right. I think that there's perceptions about selling. And I think that's why organizations experience this dynamic that I call an engine stall. So in the book, I talk about we all have our sales vehicles. So we have our our company and, and everything that's in that vehicle, our products and services and our team members, the customer service that's in the vehicle. But we don't often take a look at the sales engine. We don't often pop the hood open and say, how's it operating? And that's where I think what you just said ties in with one of those main cylinders in there that should always be firing, which is their mindset. And that's what I do with organizations is I pop the hood open and take a look at the engine. We do an engine diagnostic, if you will, because there is nothing more frustrating than getting in your car, turning the key, and nothing happens. And I meet a lot of business owners and sales leaders that they know their vehicle can go further, but there's an engine stall. And we've got to break through that. And that's what the book is really great at is, is to create that combustion in your sales engine. We've got to look at those cycles that are happening in the engine and really analyze it. Cause it doesn't matter how pretty your sales vehicle is. If the engine isn't working, your car is standing still. And there's a lot of components to that because oh, yes. in every organization, you know, people, uh, many, many people, as you've already indicated, will tell you they don't want any part of sales. They don't like salespeople. They don't want to sell. But the fact is, they are selling every day, every day, every day, and they just don't realize it. That's right. And so it's just a different way of looking at it. And and in truth, as as we just made made mention of, the point of passion. If everybody from the person answering the phone, not even necessarily the sales staff at all, just everybody along the way is passionate about the mission. In fact, everybody is selling the business, whether absolutely. they know it or not. Yeah, absolutely. In fact. When I was at the media company, so I, I was in financial services for about four years, and, and that's when I started my sales career, and I did it as my wife's caregiver. So, Gina, as you know, Gina was diagnosed with cancer. I left the film industry and pursued financial services sales, and fortunately for me, I knew nothing about sales and nothing about financial services, so I was starting at ground zero. Fortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so I was attending all kinds of trainings, everything I could do to sell to put food on the table. And I often say, while I was striving to be a top producer, I became really good at making top ramen. It was 10 cents a bag. <laughs> and and, uh, and I still have some great recipes on that if any of your listeners are interested. But <clears throat> recipes. <laughs> but the um the reality is is that I I did become a top producer there and I took it back into the into the to the media side. And at this media company, the owner wanted to double sales. We ended up tripling sales in an environment where people didn't want to hear the S word. They didn't want to hear sales. And so we had to do it in a way that was more genuine and authentic and natural to them that allowed them to tap into their passion, but still fulfill the fact that we're all in sales. And one of the things we did, and your listeners will probably love this, is every job description in the company from the owner to the driver started off the same to support the sales goals of this company by, and then we got into what their job description was because I agree, everybody's in sales. They just don't like to say the S word. And there's too many perceptions about sales that cause us to not want to think about it. And so having that common language allowed everybody to realize we're here to support the sales goals. But the interesting part is most people never want to be in sales. And so every salesperson I meet, I'll do big events across the country and I will ask the crowd, how many of you in high school, when your career counselor asked, what do you want to do when you grow up, said, I want to be in sales. And of course, you got that one guy. 
there's always one guy, right? Maybe the ShamWow guy that does the infomercials. He wanted to be in sales. Most people didn't want to be in sales, and yet, according to the Department of Labor, their statistics, 14 million people have a sales job right now, and tens of millions of other people support sales. So we, we, it's an interesting part of our, our profession that nobody wanted to be in it, and we're all in it. Yes. And I think that perception goes into our actions. So when I ask people, and I'll ask salespeople, I was just in Hawaii and I did a big sales conference and I said, when you hear the word salesperson, what comes to mind? And they said words like pushy, aggressive, uh, money motivated, and icky. That was one too, that was a good one. And I said, well, no, I didn't ask you for the negative perceptions. I just asked you for perceptions. And these were the salespeople. And so even people in sales, their first thought is I'm pushy, I'm aggressive, and so if they're thinking it about themselves, I, I also think they believe that their end user, their prospect or their client is thinking the same thing. So then we don't want to go out there. We Can't don't help face it. We don't want to be the way. used car salesman. Right. You know, so they have a perception about it. Even though what we really are at the end of the day is we care, we're honest, um, we look out for our clients, but that's not the perception that is in our heads. And so you hit it earlier that that passion and mindset have to merge up. Uh, you, you know, my my wife was just recruited by a by a large retail uh, corporation, and she went through a five to be a store manager, big store, a lot of volume, to five interview process, all the way up to the vice presidents of the company. Wow! To get this job, if you don't think in those five interviews, uh, two of which were in person, three were on the telephone all of them lasting at least an hour or more long. If you don't think that that wasn't selling to get oh. that position. So for everybody who's listening, who says I'm not in sales, you're delusional. You're in sales. <laughs> Everybody's in Everyone. sales. And, and there is no question that not only are you, are you selling yourself to get your job, your permission, your, your, your position, your promotion, yep. you're also selling your team on your ideas and the importance and the value and the mission. And if you can't do those things, then you're never going to be a leader and you're never going to ascend to anything other than just being a jobber. That's, that's right. That's basically it. And, and even in that instance, you still have to sell your ability. Too many people have the, have the position that, or the belief that if I do it well, or if I create this product, they will come. And it is not true. The multitudes of companies that have died on the wayside with that That's mentality. Absolutely true. It, it's the yep. world is littered with it. You have to be able to to articulate what your offering is and what you can provide. And if you're not effective at doing that, then you really get stymied every step of the way. So we're going to take a break here. We're talking about sales and how it's relatable to every component of life. Eric is a is a sales trainer. Eric Therwanger and his company company think great he's just recently written a book uh, goes around the country and speaks to large organizations corporations on all of the aspects of sales and how to develop an extremely powerful and successful sales team he's done it himself and he teaches others to do it so if you have an interest in this don't go away we'll be right back 
Great Waters Financial specializes in helping you retire comfortably. When it comes to seeking retirement guidance, you don't need a salesman. You need an ally. Great Waters Financial doesn't have a hidden agenda. Their professionals at Great Waters Financial focus on what matters, your financial peace. Start planning for your future now and make your money work for you. Great Waters Financial is the official financial planning service of Cover Your Assets. For more information, call 612-360-2127 or go to greatwatersfinancial.com. Home Rental Systems has been helping homeowners in the Twin Cities metro area realize their property investment's full potential. At Home Rental Systems, we will take away all the hassles from renting your home. We have a proven home rental system for renting and managing single-family homes, townhomes, and condominiums, and will attain the highest monthly rent possible. Go to homerentalsystems.com or call now 612-701-4375. Accounting and bookkeeping services are no longer just about record keeping. For decades, Arliss Cleveland has been passionate about helping individuals and businesses look at their taxes and financials in a big picture strategy that allows them to position for maximum profitability. Arliss Cleveland Limited is big enough to handle any size client, yet small enough to give you the direct personal attention you deserve. Their philosophy is that accounting and tax services are about more than just numbers on a page. It's all about building client relationships that are personal. Call 763-786-4620 for a free consultation. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP SmartSide Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate, 877-SMA-TODAY, or go online to SMA2DAY.com. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. 3800. If you are a current business owner or thinking about starting a business, what business structure is best for you? Sole proprietorship, corporation, or LLC? Most people pay a couple hundred dollars to the Secretary of State to start a business and off they go, as opposed to doing it right and contracting an attorney to help them. Why is this? Pretty simple. Funds are low and attorneys are expensive. Problem is, if you are structured improperly or do not manage the agenda and record the changes correctly, you could have destroyed nearly all legal protections your business would have otherwise been afforded. Don't just mindlessly start a business and put you and your family in legal jeopardy. If you have an existing business or would like to start your business right in the first place, an attorney from the law firm of Daniels and Keyboard will meet with you to determine the best business structure for your business, handle the filings, and will meet with you ongoing once a month for a year. After basic startup and filing fees, the cost to you is as little as $176 a month. Pretty awesome deal. Go to CYA.
CYA21.com to get the details. That's CYA21.com. You're listening to Cover Your Asset, Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, hey, how are you doing out there? I think this is a fantastic topic. And I think if you're in any business, in any form of sales, I I talk about a delivery system often. And, you know, if you don't have the ability to, to generate sales and you can create the best leads in the world, that's another interesting thing. And if you don't have somebody who knows how to convert those leads that cost a lot of money, then your your whole delivery system for new business and raw revenue will fall flat on its face. And so you don't need to talk about the 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 little nuances of business if you can't generate raw revenue in the first place. And that's all about the sales department. So you got to be able to do that. Now, you had experience, Eric, in in creating sales systems. And as you said, it was with an organization that is not typically all that right. enthusiastic about sales in the first place. And look, I, we could all say that the corporate world in general, other mm-hmm. than the sales department, who is usually a bunch of odd animals off in the corner, <laughs> right? Sure. Uh, generally aren't all that, all that, That's right. you know, so tell us about that. Well, so when I was in the financial services side, it was all sales. There was no uh, other way of looking at it. We were in sales. We had to go out and sell. We had to go out and generate these leads. You eat leads. what you kill. <clears throat> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> we were in the hunt. Uh, when I got out of the financial services side and decided to go back into the film industry, because I had gone to film school and I wanted to go pursue my passion again, I started working at a post-production company. So it was very creative people. When I got there, they had one sales guy. Nobody knew where he was. Nobody knew what he was doing. I don't even think he did. And, and so yet the owner of the company said he had a sales goal of doubling sales. And yet when I looked at the the processes and the systems and what was going on in sales, it was just all winging it. And I said, well, I have some ideas. And he goes, well, you know, people really don't like sales around here. So it was really like using the S word. And I thought that we could right. use that on air either. But that's how people looked at it, a big steamy pile of sales. And I had to find a way that introduced selling on a more natural and genuine, authentic uh, uh, process because in that industry, people are passionate about the creative side. And so what I did is, and, and it's in my book now, is I talk about this perception that the old way of selling was ABC, always be closing, right? So you got the, the, the Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross uh, tie in there. And when I would go to trainings, I was very turned off by that. I didn't want to be sold. I didn't want to be closed. And I didn't want to do that to anybody. What I found is I, I encourage salespeople now to stop selling and start sharing more, start sharing more of their passion and stop closing people, stop closing deals and start opening dialogue, opening opportunities. And the reason is, is that when I ask salespeople, what's the number one way you can tell if you are doing a great job in sales, they'll inevitably start with, well, my sales are going up or there's renewals or, or all of this. But when I said, but what's the number one thing? What's the gold mine? They say referrals. And so then I asked them, well, how are you tracking referrals if that's the, the gold mine? And most of them aren't tracking it. They're not set up for it. We love getting them, but they don't have a referral tracking system. And so what I share with them is just because somebody buys with you doesn't mean that they're going to refer to you. So I might need what you're selling and you may hard sell me and you may hard close me. Um, that doesn't mean I'm going to refer you to somebody in my personal network. What I found is, is that if I share with passion all of our solutions, if I open dialogue, open new opportunities, 
Sometimes I've even gotten referrals before I've gotten the sale. And so in the media world, that became really uh, integral to our success to grow 300%. We created a team of people out there sharing our passion, our mission, our vision, our solutions, and they weren't trying to sell anybody. And that's our approach at Think with, Right Now. With, with the goal then to accomplish those organic referrals that that's were right. created. So I, so I can tell you from my own background, there is active and passive referrals. Yes. And so when most people think about referrals, they say, well, you know, if somebody wants to refer me business, I'll that's wonderful. Sure. And as you said, that's great, but that's not a, tr- that's not a duplicatable or trackable mechanism that allows you to grow. It, it's so important to note, folks, that the best salespeople are oftentimes the worst sales trainers. Yeah. You'll watch them, and for whatever reason, they can read body language, and they'll say things that as you're sitting there as the person who's the trainee, <laughs> It doesn't even make any sense, but because of, for whatever reason, the eye contact or the body language, they sell, sell, sell. Right. But there's no way in God's in God's world that they anyone can duplicate that That's because right. it's just an oddity. So you have have systems in sales now. Uh, uh, you know when you have active referral. You are actively, you are, you are creating a sales system that throughout the process is actually cultivating referrals right. with every other word or point that you're making. Yeah. And that way you can track it. And so it becomes a, a, a focus That's for right. you. Well, and the statistics on referrals are crazy. If you can get a referral, the, the, the likelihood of them doing business with you over a cold prospect is 300 times greater. Right. And so the, so the referral side, you know, we have to ask salespeople, you know, who are you really targeting? You're just making a bunch of cold calls or are you trying to operate in this warm market? Um, I was even sharing earlier that I was in Hawaii for a sales conference. And just that was, recently. Just, just recently, about a month ago. And that was an unsolicited referral. That fish jumped into my boat. So I was out fishing just like we should be in sales. And that one jumped in because a client in Phoenix said, you have got to have him come out. So the amount of time that collapsed on my sales system was incredible. And so here I am, you know, unfortunately, we got to go some places like Hawaii once in a while, right? So there I am in Hawaii, and I didn't ask to be there. And I think most salespeople would like to have more fish jump in their boat, but they're not positioning themselves. They're not using the right bait, if you will, to make it happen. There's really no thought-out system to do it at all. Right. You know, I, I can tell you when when, when I worked with, with insurance and financial advisors, I built uh, an organization and the cost of generating leads no. leads is the cost of leads folks is atrocious. It literally cost 30% of gross revenue. That's not net after expenses revenue. That's gross revenue at the front end of the spectrum. Oh my God. It's, well, yeah. you know, so we knew for every client that we retained as a as a from the lead system if we didn't generate two organic referrals from that yep. active lead generation yep. system then we couldn't function and succeed on a, right. from a financial model perspective yep. so well, we had to have systems just like you're talking about that's right and i like to i always ask salespeople this question i said if sales is an olympic sport how do you want to medal this year <laughs> and and every time they say gold i want a medal i want to i want the gold medal most salespeople do not want to spectate, but that's what they end up doing. And so when I ask them, all right, so as a gold medalist, what's your schedule look like? Then you can see they're like a deer in the headlights. Pipeline. That's right. Are you, do you have an Olympic gold medalist training schedule or are you winging it every day? And so a lot of salespeople, I think to your point earlier, they're a different breed. They don't want the accountability and they don't want somebody watching over them. And yet Olympic athletes have coaches and training centers and they have structure. 
What I found is if you could have organic and natural and genuine structure, then we could actually perform better. But we leave too much to chance. And so so the last part of the book is all on having unmatched structure because we all have these lofty goals. I want to double my income. Well, what's your schedule look like? Well, I don't know. I just make it up every day. Well, you're probably not going to double income. So I, I also liken sales to that of fishing. Like We're all anglers. We should be at the end of the dock casting our line out there trying to get these new catches on the dock. But what I found is most salespeople are working the dock. They set the line down or the rod and reel down. And I think some of the studies out there show that most salespeople are selling about 20 to 22% of the day. So they've got, you know, almost 80% of their day. What are they doing? They set the rod and reel down. They head on the dock. They do stuff that somebody else should be doing. So for me, I like to not only keep the line cast, I like it when fish jump up on the dock, the unsolicited referrals. I like having my ambassadors, people who believe in our brand also that are out sharing the message. And I think that's a big thing for your listeners if they're in sales and everyone's in sales, form those ambassadors, form people who want to share what you do with passion so much that that they connect you with other people. They believe in you. And it's interesting that whatever you say as the lines you use, will come back to you. That's right. You you say, this is what I'm looking for, or this is what we offer, or this is what we do. You will have customers and clients who will walk in and reverberate that exact yeah. line verbatim. Well, you, It's incredible. You're absolutely right. And so when you have part of our, I think part of our role as salespeople, sales professionals, is to train our clients and, and teach them how to talk about us. Yeah, and, and, and you got to have confidence to deliver the line. It oh. can't be the first time that you said it. And to a lot of people, they reject that because they want it to be organic yeah. as though they are, uh, they are that natural born salesperson. Right. And let's be honest. I've already made the point that those people are so rare they're unicorns to begin with. (laughs) That's absolutely right. And most people who are good salespeople really aren't the natural salespeople. They're people who follow proven systems that are that are consistently done over time and that's how they succeed. So if you know that, you have to create this sales track and you have to also Coach them because yeah. when you're in uncomfortable situations, you are always going to fall back. This is our military stuff, Eric. You're always going to fall back on your training. That's right. So the so the lines and the and the and the and the stories and the comments and the and the way that you represent and tell the story about your product or service, it has to be something that is practiced so that you can deliver that line with confidence and authority to give your client confidence and authority absolutely. in what you're saying, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that a lot of the areas that salespeople get caught up is they don't want to feel too structured because, like you said, they want to seem natural and, and genuine and sincere. But I, I also they ask, want it to be about them. <laughs> they they want it to be about them. Well, there's another sales issue, too. We want to talk more about <laughs> ourselves. We don't listen enough. But I also, too, to your point about the way they present, I find that there's a lot of resistance to sales scripts. And, and I'll say this. I'll say, how do you feel about scripts? Like, I hate them. <laughs> and I, I think they're fake and unnatural. And I always go back to my, <laughs> my, my early training in the film industry where everything started with a script. And I always ask them, I'll say, well, let's use Brad Pitt as an example. Um, how much does he make per film? And they're like, I don't know, 10 or 20 million. And I said, yeah, I think he made 30 million on one film, but okay. So, <laughs> so he's doing all right. But the reality of it is, is that what he's paid the big bucks for, aside probably for the way he looks, is he's going to deliver that script. In other words, the best way to say something in the most natural and authentic way. And I think salespeople, again, they have weird perceptions about their own profession. They have weird perceptions about scripts. 
I love scripts from the standpoint it allows me to be the architect of my words and say things in a best practice, but then deliver them naturally. And so I try and I try and enhance the perceptions for salespeople because some of them just don't have any sales tools. They don't have a follow-up toolkit. They don't have scripts. They don't have a, a, a gold medalist schedule. They show up every day and they're just hoping that, that a school of fish jump in their boat. And so they leave a lot of things to chance. And that's what I talk about in the book is really, you know, creating a system that allows predictable and profitable results. I got a question. Do you think the resistance to scripts is more because they think it's taking the decision making away from them? Or do they think it's because, you know, they they want that that feeling of, oh, I'm so talented. You know what I mean? Like they, they want to feel intrinsically more capable than their record really establishes that they are. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think that they want to feel that. To, and, and what Todd said earlier is it's kind of about me. Here's how good I am. And so they almost look at a, a script as well. That's a crutch for me. I can't use that. I'm better than a script. And what I found is. <laughs> the way that I've grown every single business I've been involved with is I like to spend the time crafting the script of how would I say this in the best way, the most impactful way, and then I invest time delivering it naturally. So to your point, I think a lot of salespeople, they don't drill for skill enough. They don't rehearse. So it's not like you just That's give, it. You, then that's the key is that I, we have drill for skill. I have one coming up with my sales team. We're getting together, we're drilling for skill, and we're talking and how to relate to the client, not how to sell better, but how to share better with the script because the script has key words. I mean, you think about it, all these movies, we repeat lines, I'll be back, We, you know, may the force be with you, whatever. <laughs> Somebody wrote that as a script. And, and it was just words it. on a page. Words on a page. And two people could have delivered that line totally different That's and right. gotten a totally different reaction to it. But it's the way that you go boom, boom, boom. Exactly. And people get that. And wow, you left them with their mouths open. Well, and here's the thing. In the in the film industry, you don't you don't roll the camera until you've done the rehearsals. In the sales world, we just send you out there. Oh, you'll do fine. Uh, terrible idea. Terrible, horrible. Yeah. And you're also sending people out that don't want to be in sales. Right. With no script, with very little drill for skill, where we actually get the application of let's balance this back and forth and talk to me as if I'm a client. I'll talk to you as if you're a client. And I think the drill for skill is also the most challenging part of sales because if you and I are on the same team, Todd, it's going to be hard to do a script to you. You know me. Right. But if I can get good in front of you, I'll kill it in the field. Right. Well, right. and then there's the other factor to it, too. Everyone remembers when a script is really bad. <laughs> you know, like everyone, everyone it sticks yeah. in your mind, whether you're talking about a sales script right. or a movie script. If so, someone like, hello, sir, I'm calling you <laughs> yes. today, you know, like and, that, and they think, well, that's because of the script. That's right. When it's really the, the person can't sell. Right. That's right. You know, I, yeah, their delivery is off. I, I think this is this is funny because if you guys are have, can remember when Jay Leno first hit the airwaves and took over Johnny yeah. Carson's show, the Tonight Show, he was reading the teleprompter. And it was so painful. It was excruciating <laughs> to watch him do his monologue. He got away from that. They gave him bullet points so he could just do yeah. it the way he did it, like when he did stand-up, yep. and he knocked it out yeah. of the park. And that that is so important. But, you know, in answer to, 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 to Evan's question... You know, I can tell you this. I developed a lot of a lot of of, of PowerPoints and and presentations for my for my sales guys, for my insurance and financial advisors, and they worked. And they maybe weren't a, they weren't the hundred percent knock it out of the park, but seventy percent right. of the people could get results from them and get good results. Yeah. 
So they would go out and they'd take the script, and it was great. And their sales would, would be phenomenal. And they loved the presentation. I mean, the first time they heard me deliver it, that they were going to, oh, they loved it, right? Well, three months after they were knocking it out of the park, all of a sudden their sales would start to dip. And I'd call them in and I'd say, hey, man, your sales are going down. What's what's happening? And they'd say, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I guess, you know, people just aren't as interested anymore. Hmm. And so I'd say, listen, I want you to go through your presentation with me. You know, so they'd pull up their laptop and they'd pull up the PowerPoint. They'd start rolling through it. And immediately it became apparent to me that they had changed the PowerPoint. They had shortened it. They had added or changed words. And now all of a sudden it wasn't the same thing. And so I would say to them, why did you eliminate that? Why did you change that? And they would say to me, oh, it's just people. People don't want to listen to it. It's just way too long. And that 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 doesn't work. And I would smile to myself and I'd say, well, it worked pretty well a few months ago. That's right. And what it was is that they wanted to do it their own way. And to them, even though the first time they heard it, and remember, every client, it's the first time they heard it. That's right. They loved it. But after they had had to recite it 15,000 times over the last you know, three or four months, now that it was long and boring to sure. them and they wanted to change it. And when they changed it, it no longer worked. You know, it's like going to it's like going to see a great band. It doesn't matter about all the new songs. You still want to hear the old stuff. You know it. And, and you're waiting for it. And I think in sales too, they have to find that passion. They have to get into the they have to fall in love with the repetitions of saying that same message over and over because you hit the nail on the head. Every even when you go revisit a client or a prospect or a referral, it's the first time for them. Right. And they need to experience that magic. And we can never lose our passion in delivering that message. And I think that's why for me, and, and Evan's point's great, I think that we have to, everything has to be delivered naturally and organically. We have to believe in what we're doing. I know for a fact, because I actually have trained Marine recruiters, that they have scripts. But when they're delivering it, Does it sound like they're it? not reading it. You're right. No, no, my name is Sergeant. You know, It's right. not like that. Right. It is all passion. And I think that we can internalize that. And I think even, even to Evan's point earlier about the scripts, you can tell not only a bad script, you can tell when somebody's not into delivering it. Right. I mean, it just sounds like they're reading off of a off of a post-it note. And of course, a bad script can make you not want to read it, whereas yeah, with I, a great script yes. can motivate a salesperson. I think that's a huge point, too, is that for, for us at ThinkRate or even at the other companies I worked with, I didn't just create the scripts. We did it together as a team, and we found what works best. Because one guy or gal might say a certain phrase, and then we're like, whoa, I need that. That is awesome. Right. And then I may have been saying something. And it is down to that. That's yes. science like that. Yes. You know, I, it, it's very collaborative. It, it is. You know, it, it's the when someone speaks, you, I did the same thing with our presentations. We had to take into account the speech pattern. Yeah. And the cadence of that person and the way they speak, because if a word or a phrase is uncomfortable to them, no matter what you do, they're going to avoid. They're it. not going yep. to, yeah. And so you have to figure out how we say what we're trying to say That's right. in that way, and then drill on it so that they could say it, and and they can say it like boom, 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 and the client st- sits back and goes, wow, and the delivery of that line enhances their credibility with the consumer and, right. and and brings them to that logical buy. And most of us are selling. If you, Most of your audience are probably selling for companies that they don't own. And so they're selling for a company they didn't create and they're selling products that they didn't create or services. I remember when I started Think Great. So way back in 2008, 2009, people said, oh, I like the name of your company. What do you do? I said, I... Um, 
well, I'm going to help people. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm having trouble selling my own company. And I created it. And so it took me a while before I could really articulate in a short period of time the impact that we do. And and so if we don't have that script or that starting ground, I think that can further enhance our perceptions that selling is tough. And you hear people say it all the time. It's it's just tough. And, and it doesn't jive with me. So they find other things to do on the dock and they move away from the end. And so I actually, in the book, I created an acronym called TUF, T-U-F. And I believe that sales is tough. We have to get people to trust us, understand us, and follow us. Eric Thurwanger, think great. Transforming people, magnifying results. Eric goes around the country and speaks on sales training and motivation within your organization. He is a phenomenal presenter and can really, really enhance your results within your company. You want to give him a call? Phone number is 818-584-5335. And you can reach him by email at Eric at thinkgreat90.com. That's the number 90, Eric, E-R-I-K, thinkgreat90.com. We will be right back. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651 one, one. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at JasonWalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out JasonWalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. If you are a current business owner or thinking about starting a business, what business structure is best for you? Sole proprietorship, corporation, or LLC? Most people pay a couple hundred dollars to the Secretary of State to start a business and off they go, as opposed to doing it right and contracting an attorney to help them. Why is this? Pretty simple. Funds are low and attorneys are expensive. Problem is, if you're structured improperly or do not manage the agenda and record the changes correctly, you could have destroyed nearly all legal protections your business would have otherwise been afforded. Don't just mindlessly start a business and put you and your family in legal jeopardy. If you have an existing business or would like to start your business right in the first place, an attorney from the law firm of Daniels & Keyboard will meet with you to determine the best business structure for your business, handle the filings, and will meet with you ongoing once a month for a year. After basic startup and filing fees, the cost to you is as little as $176 a month. Pretty awesome deal. Go to CYA21.com to get the details. That's CYA21. If you're in a financially challenged situation or want to ensure that you never are, knowledge and the information you're looking for. My name is Todd Rooker. When you want information on today's most pressing economic and financial pressures, who do you talk to? Their attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, mortgage brokers, and real estate agents. Everyone has a different opinion, and these professionals do not always work well together. It's not enough to find an expert in one area. You need a comprehensive approach that addresses all of your concerns and enables you to create an overall plan. I have over 20 years' experience in this highly specialized field, and it is my job 
job to work with all of the professionals previously mentioned and know much of what they know, allowing me to provide you with a cohesive and unbiased strategy that addresses everything related to your situation. I will help you to strategically plan for a financial crisis, minimize the damage, recover quickly, and most importantly, help ensure that you're never here again. You have a lot more options than you think, but don't waste time. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible, or call us at 763-559-3800. That number again, 763-559-3800. Oh, I'm hearing the smooth jazz again, and that means it's time to call in. 651-646-8255, 651-646-8255, and the hosts will answer your call live on the air. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate, 877-SMA-TODAY, or go online to SMA2DAY.com. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Hey, hey, welcome back, everybody. Nice to have you listening. Hope you're having a great day. Beautiful morning in Minnesota. I have with me in studio Eric Thurwanger. Eric is a former Marine, uh, goes around the country and does training for large organizations. Uh, specifically, just wrote, recently wrote a book called Dynamic Sales Combustion, Creating the Engine for Transformational Sales Results. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is a phenomenal book, and there is so much to it. And this is really, we've spent a lot of time walking around this point, but sales is everywhere in your life. And I'll, I'll just illustrate it, uh, something that came to me at the break. You know, I had, I had a teacher early in my life who I remember I walked into the class and it was maybe the first day and I was not enthused about the class. I'll just say <laughs> that. Uh, it was a required course and it was just blase and all I had to, th- all I was thinking is I gotta, I gotta keep my GPA up and I have to be concerned with that. Well, the reality is that he made a statement that just hit me between the eyes and from there on out, he had me, and that was a line. Mm-hmm. That was a sales uh, 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 script that he used. Now, I'm not saying that that's the way he looked at it, but that's what it was. And from there on out, everything else he said enhanced or supported that point. But the real main main issue main issue here is that without that main point, that script, yeah. I would not have listened to the rest of it. And here's the thing: mm. it influenced me for the rest of my life. And how many other people can say that about a good educator who essentially did the same thing? So That's in huge. essence, they were selling, right? There's no doubt about it. And what I like that you're talking about is he made an impact oh, in man. your life. And I think that most salespeople miss out on that. And partly is because they're too worried about making the next sale. And so probably with your instructor, 
he was able to slow down enough to focus on that key point. And that actually brings up the fact that in the book, I talk about there's three dimensions to selling and we have to upgrade our dimensions. And what I found is one dimensional salespeople tend to focus on making a buck. And there's nothing wrong with that. You should, you should be profitable, but that's all they focus on. Then, then you have the two-dimensional salespeople. They've made enough bucks that now they're making a living. And they're focused on their living and how do I enhance my lifestyle of selling more. And then, like your, like your instructor, your teacher, there's this three-dimensional salesperson and they add depth to what they're doing and they make an impact. They're not just there for the sale. Well, they inspire you to think the way they think. Yeah, there's, that's incredible. Exactly. Incredible. And that, that I noticed with my recruiter when he said, it's about who you become. I did not expect that from him. And that stuck with me. That was in 1987 he said that. <laughs> and so that's been with me this whole time is how do I help people? with an impact. Right. So if I if I'm focusing on just the buck or the living, I might miss out on the impact. And I think salespeople, if you're listening right now, you need to start your day off not with how much money you're going to make, but with how much of an impact you're going to make. And that's going to guide everything that you're doing. And that's 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 kind of your sales mindset, right? That's the idea. It is. And and I actually talk about that in the book that there's really two sales mindsets and one of them is a parked mindset. Your, your, your vehicle is parked and you're okay with that. It's more status quo. And yet on the other side of it, there's a motion mindset and that's status grow. And these are people who are open to new ideas. These are people who are in the hunt. They're ready to move forward. And it's just a completely different mindset. And so what I look for is if you're saying you want the gold medal in, in Olympic selling, you have to be in motion. You, you can't be stagnant. And there's nothing wrong with people who are parked. And they may make a good living. They may make some bucks. It's highly unlikely they're going to make an impact. And so uh, that'd be like me saying, all right, well, I'm glad I qualified for the Olympic swimming team. I just want to be there to spectate. Yeah. You know, I can't say that to the coach. I don't even think an Olympic athlete would ever say, I just want the silver. <laughs> I think the mindset is we want the gold. And that's what we're training And the silver is not enough. It's not enough. <laughs> and in sales, I think we at least have to have that gold medal mindset, that motion mindset. And that's going to dictate what our schedule is like. But then we get into something that we talked a little bit out on the break is structure. And that's almost like kryptonite to salespeople right. to structure their day. But you can't imagine an Olympic athlete competing and winning without structure. They have a coach. They have a regimented schedule. And they win. Diet. Everything. everything. The whole thing. I every, mean, look at every it, moment of the day is regimented. And and they have their golden times. In other words, uh, what is it? Michael Phelps can swim five to ten miles a day when he competes. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I you know I might struggle to do a one lap in the Olympic pool. <laughs> this guy's doing five miles, ten miles, and then he eats ten thousand calories a day, and then he rests, and then he weight trains, and. That type of structure, what I notice is he's not doing all of those at the same time. He doesn't swim and eat at the same time. Yet salespeople will prospect and contact and follow up at the same time. And they're not carving out golden time. You know, we can't sell anything yesterday. All we have is today. So we have to look at our daily schedule and own it. You know, we gotta, we gotta seize time from father time. Otherwise we lose out. And so when I talk to sales professionals, I do look at their schedules and find out how do they carve time. I even carve time out for my phone calls because I feel you need to get in the zone. Right. You got to get in that phone zone. You got to get in the follow-up zone. There's zones we have to get into. Well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take us back and, and, and before we're going to have to take another break here, but 
you know, the great thing about military training is it teaches you structure. And I know you can relate to this, Eric, because we all saw it. There are people who come into the military, unlike myself, who who really wanted to be there, mm-hmm. and maybe you as well, who really are reluctant <clears throat> participants sure. and weren't sure that this is really what they wanted to do. They had nothing else to do. And yeah. that's and so those folks sometimes they are a little more artsy and yeah. lack structure and they walk into an environment and they <laughs> just I mean, this is not what they are used to. But here's what's ironic and here's what's what the military is great at. There is absolute structure. Yes. And the irony is that these people initially reject it and they come to rely upon it and love it because it's so dependable. It is. And because it's so predictable, it gives you the capacity to focus within the time that is allotted for each individual activity and you become better for it. That's right. That's it. The structure supports the mission. Absolutely. And salespeople, for starters, I even talk about this in the book, you know, what's your personal mission? And the structure will support your mission. I remember when I got in, you're absolutely right. In the 80s, when I went in, I actually met people, with people. I said, why are you in the Marine Corps? And they said, the judge said it was either here or jail. <laughs> so it wasn't their first choice. Oh, my. Yeah, well, that, and, and nevertheless, the military, the U.S. military, turns those people around and makes them better for it. So they listen, uh, we're, we're having a great conversation with Eric Thurwanger. His new book is Dynamic Sales Combustion, Creating the Engine for Transformational Sales Results. You can get a hold of Eric by giving him a call at 818 584 5335 or emailing him at eric e-r-i-k at thinkgreat90.com we'll be right back accounting and bookkeeping services are no longer just about record keeping for decades Arliss Cleveland has been passionate about helping individuals and businesses look at their taxes and financials in a big picture strategy that allows them to position for maximum profitability Arliss Cleveland Limited is big enough to handle any size client yet small enough to give you the direct personal attention you deserve their philosophy is that accounting and tax services are about more than just numbers on a page. It's all about building client relationships that are personal. Call 763-786-4626 for a free consultation. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures, on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer-for-life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. If you or anyone you know are in a financially challenged situation, listen. My name is Todd Rooker. For over 20 years, I've been helping people strategically plan for and deal with a financial crisis. My typical client may have previously had a substantial net worth and are now in fear of losing their personal home. My clients will often say, in the past, I was financially successful. However, at this point, I'm exhausting all of my financial resources trying to make my payments on time. I feel as though I'm simply delaying the inevitable by throwing good money after bad. So my questions are, Todd, do I just let the bank liquidate my business? Do I need to consider things like foreclosure, short sale, 
Dean and Lou, loan modification, credit counseling, or even bankruptcy, and then most importantly, how do I minimize the damage and rebuild my life when this disaster is over? This is my world, and I teach classes on those very topics. So if you or anyone you know is in this situation, or you want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible, or call us at 763-559-3800. Home Rental Systems has been helping homeowners in the Twin Cities metro area realize their property investment's full potential. At Home Rental Systems, we will take away all the hassles from renting your home. We have a proven home rental system for renting and managing single-family homes, townhomes, and condominiums, and will attain the highest monthly rent possible. Go to HomeRentalSystems.com or call now 612-701-4375. Do you have enough to retire? Do you even know how much you need to retire? Great Waters Financial specializes in helping people nearing retirement get ready for their next big challenge. Great Waters Financial can help you understand how much you'll need for a comfortable retirement, how long your money will last, and what you need to do now to make sure you can retire the way you want to. You've earned a great retirement. Let the team at Great Waters Financial help you make it happen. Four convenient offices in the Twin Cities. GreatWater.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Hey, hey, welcome back, everybody. We have had just a great time, has flown by with ex-Marine, former Marine, always a Marine, Eric (laughs) Thurwanger of Think Great. Eric, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. We really need to do part two, uh, our second lap, because we we barely touched the surface. If you want Eric to come and speak to your organization and create, uh, enhance its success, give him a call, 818-584-5335, and eric at thinkgreat90.com. Eric is a phenomenal presenter. I've been in front of him. I've watched him. He's amazing. You can't go wrong. Give him a call. Shoot him an email. And by God, read the book, Dynamic Sales Combustion. Bye-bye, everybody. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing in your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. 3800. This has been a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. Score 